You are listening to a good Catholic podcast. All right, welcome back to the podcast, podcast world. We are a good Catholic podcast coming AGCP <laughs> from uh, on the road again. We are in New Britain, Connecticut, and uh, hard hitting New Britain, as the locals like to say. And we have a new friend to introduce you to. Um, as usual, the format for all of those new to the show is Zach and I. We just kind of talk to one of our friends about certain Catholic things, and hopefully they are good more than they are bad. And uh, today we have on the show Father Michael Casey from the Archdiocese of Hartford. Father Michael. How y'all doing? How y'all so, doing? Awesome. Well, great to be here. Yeah, a tell good, us. A good Catholic podcast. My first ever podcast experience. What a <laughs> joy. Ever. Ever. Never podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I judge a lot of podcasts. Mm. But to actually be on one, whew. It's a whole different world. Well, hopefully you'll judge us well after this. I hope that that's I hope really, you are, in fact, a good Catholic podcast. That's really why we asked you on here, just so you can have so to I, say it's good. Yeah, no, that's it. If, I, if I'm if i on it, it's got to be... Just so you can affirm us the whole time. You know, that's... that's um, I Actually, words of affirmation... Giving words of affirmation is my love language. Of, your top, you know, my, your top language. What I do, yeah. right? It's, it's what I do for for love languaging is I give words of I give a lot of words of affirmation. Um, as a priest, I can't afford to do gift giving, and mm. some of the other ones are out. But it is. Um, but I do do what? words of affirmation, a lot of words there of you affirmation. Go. So you guys are both wonderful. Oh, that's we didn't pay you at Stop all up. to say Stop. that. Yeah. Uh, well, Father, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us where you're from, what you do, what you like? Yeah. So I'm Father Mike like. Casey. I'm the uh, vocation director for the Archdiocese of Hartford, the pastor of St. Francis Parish here in Hard Hit in New Britain, Connecticut and the chaplain to Central Connecticut State University. So that's three jobs uh, that are all pretty awesome, and the Lord is really doing some good things, and I'm really privileged to be able to be uh, his instrument in these ministries. And so, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Uh, I'm natively from Connecticut, and I'm I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Hartford, and so... That's a little bit about me and what a joy it is to be here with you guys. Yeah, how long have you been pastor here? I've been pastor here for just over a year. So Big Annie. It has been the it was the Big Annie a uh, <laughs> couple couple weeks ago and some awesome things happening. God is just so good. And here at this parish we're really reaching out in a new way mm-hmm. to uh, college students and the university right next door and so uh, God is just so good in so many of the things that we're able to kind of do and get started yeah no it's been really cool um just getting to know you and seeing that as well so it's um you know across the way over in manchester it's very nice to be able to see the good things happening yeah absolutely on the other side of the river yeah so father um kind of uh what has been your experience i guess you know with seeing all the young adults around here um it's been pretty cool do you like it yeah i i love it it is um it is pretty cool we um not long after I started, the the local chapter of C4C, Crossroads for Christ, started, and they uh, are coming here for adoration, confessions on Wednesday nights, and just loving that, having a great time, and other young adults getting involved in different ways. You know, it's really cool being in a parish that has a very venerable history, but also uh, is reaching out to the young in a very particular way, particularly mm-hmm. to young adults, and how we can how we can do that and be creative in some of the different things that we're doing. And really we have a mentality of, you know, we're trying whatever we can to bring this generation back to the faith. And if it works, awesome. Right. If it doesn't, we'll try something new. And we got, we got nowhere to go but up. Yep. And I think that's really the situation in the church um, across the world is 
you know, got nowhere to go but up, right? <laughs> that and, is true. And so how can we, um, whatever we can do to make work is, right. is pretty cool. Yeah, and I think the first time I think I met any of you guys, like Zach and Father Casey, was, um, here. was here. Wait, at the really? Rectory. Yeah. You didn't know Zach before? No. No, yeah. I met him oh, at the wow. Father Casey and Friends. Well, yeah. so <laughs> I met both of you separately at different things, which are both are both very interesting stories and have blossomed into great friendships. Um, so so um, Zach, Brad, and I met uh, at <laughs> Seek uh, over a year. No, SLS. We met at SLS, SLS Chicago. in Chicago. Now, I had like, maybe bumped into Brad once or twice. I had invited to the cathedral house for Friendsgiving, and I, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't go. So I like, you know, as a priest, sometimes you, you meet people. But you forget you met them. Oh yeah, I mean, and so I'm like, oh yeah, Brad. Like I, I've met Brad. Like uh, sure, Brad. Yeah, maybe I remember. I don't How many guys named Brad? Maybe you know? like yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially you know, with that kind of. What these oh, guys? I, I kind of like you know probably met and dismissed because yeah. like whatever you know. <laughs> they look super fake. Thank you, kind guy. <laughs> yeah. So whatever. Super um, focusy. Yeah. But focus, I. Um, <laughs> but then we were at SLS and I saw him. And we literally ran into we, each we other. We literally, in a conference of what was it, 7,000 people? I think there was like the, 10,000 that time. At yeah. SLS? Mm-hmm. We bumped into each other, or yeah, um, bumped into each other randomly. And Brad had lost his phone uh, in the shuttle yep. on the way to the, from the airport to the convention center. And he was trying to get it back. And so I had my phone. And we did find a phone, and I ba- I basically saved his life. You saved my like, life. Like, basically. Because what would I do without my phone? What would you do that whole week? Mm-hmm. You know, it was in some airport shuttle, and you're traveling, and, you know, all the numbers, you know, for me to try. It's on that phone. Oh. I basically saved yeah. your life. And so we got it back. We did find my phone. I um, This was like an hour and a half long. A father Casey, like... Hey, you're Brad. Hey, cool. What's up? Hey, I lost my phone. And he goes. Now, you see, as a celibate priest, when you go to some of these conferences, you you do have to. And Brad didn't know this, and I've never shared it with him. (laughs) But when you find someone you know, you latch on to them. Right? You better. Like, I got no one else I could be talking to because I'm a celibate priest. Like, you know, who I didn't come with a guest, you know, to this conference. So, like, I know you. So you were using oh, me. I was basically using Brad, and he thought I was doing something good for him. Oh, no, really, I'm just like, you out. are saving me the awkwardness of having to meet new people. And mm-hmm. he hasn't heard about that until right now. now. I've so never, I've never it is the that. end of the podcast, so, everyone. Good night. Um, now, Zach was a bit of a funnier story. Oh, no. um, Zach I met. Uh, so he, you know, he and I had been uh, maybe texting or talking, or I was talking to someone about him. Because um, oh. basically... I, all the people who I think are awesome, I try to hire. And so I was, I was thinking about maybe trying to hire Zach, who I'd never met. Uh, and someone's like, yeah, you should, you know, Zach Weiner, he'd be great. Right? And so, do you guys use last names on the podcast? Or do you try now we do. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, go Bleep it out. We're bleeping it out. <laughs> oh, man. So I said, like, Zach, yeah, I look forward to meeting him. And so before this, um, we're supposed to go to a, a play that night. Um I was going because my church was hosting it. Honestly, don't, I don't remember this at all. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. So, so, what was so the name this, of the play? And I'll tell you why you don't remember it. Oh, no. Because um, <laughs> we 
went to the local Irish pub to get dinner with some friends and they oh, texted yeah. Zach. No, I, okay, I do remember and, this. Yep, they texted Zach to see if he wanted to come and I'm like, oh great, I finally get to meet Zach Wayne in person. Again, if we're not using last names, no, I hope you leave that out. We use your last name, so. Oh yeah, yeah. they yeah, use right. my last name, so I'm using your last name <laughs> yeah, and full fine. addresses. <laughs> Zach Wayner of da 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 You don't know my address. I don't. I'm yeah, a bad friend. We could just use the Richmond, the guy's house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, um, Zach Wayner of Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> no, it'll, um, so we were there and we're, you know. At the play. It's a, it's a Saturday night. It's no, we're at dinner at an Irish pub. Okay, okay. Opposite ends of the table. And so we're at opposite ends of the table. Yeah. And, um, I think I maybe had like a beer and some corned beef stuff. It was close to Christmas time. And in comes Zach Wayner. And I'm like, yes, I finally get to meet Zach. And I'm like, hey, you want something to drink? He's like, yeah, we, we got to get going soon, though. I'm like, yeah. So um, he's like, great. I'll just have two shots of what would you probably have had shots of? Uh, it was just uh, some, it was some type of, I think it was bourbon. Yeah. So I'll, I'll have two shots. He ordered two shots <laughs> of bourbon. He just downed them. And then, all right, let's go. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, I think it, this I think guy's, it was. This is why he doesn't remember it. I think it was right? John, He's a bit I, of a lightweight. It was, it, was John, so. it was Johnny Walker Black. What are you yeah, doing I know. shooting that? It's 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 my favorite, but I shouldn't have shot it. I'm sorry for everyone out there. Mm. We yeah. do not well, approve anyway, this behavior. I do not. So, so Zach world. doesn't remember that. No, mean, I do. I do, um, I do remember two it. shots of, of black is going to definitely. Um, Father's just out. throwing you under this bus I right now. No, I, okay. I do remember it. First of all, before we go into anything else, I do remember it. But I remember I came in late. You did. You came in like I, so I you, came in really. You had to late. get the same amount of drinking done that we did over an hour and a half. Yeah. In ten minutes. And congrats. <laughs> Five. It was quick shots. Anyway. And so did you go to the play. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it yeah. Was, and it was really good. Yeah. yeah it was a nice time. Mm-hmm. And we all had a good time. Everyone was having fun. Uh, so so we have both, we've all met. In, and then you met us here? I did. At the you first met. Father Casey and Friends game night. Oh, yeah. Father Casey and Friends. That was... yeah. We were trying to start the fire in the fireplace, and the smoke got all into the room. Uh-huh. So it didn't open the flu. Mm, and yeah. now my smoke detectors are tied into the... It'll automatically notify the fire department. Oh, that's great. Yep. So, um, so now we know what to smart. do next time. That's there awful. you go. Yeah. So we, we started hanging out, Zach and I did, that night. And the rest is history. And now we now talk on a podcast. And now you podcast. That's, that's right. That is like 21st century. That is like step up escalation for friendship. Oh, yeah. That is true. Like we're not just normal friends. We are podcast We are pod friends. We are friends, friends. and we started a podcast. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. So bro. A good Catholic <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's kind of the story of where we are. And, hey, when know, I scratch my beard, can you hear that on the microphone? Does that does that come through? I don't think so. Um, oh, it's kind of scratchy. Pro- probably uh, lightly. Not yeah, lightly. Father okay. just wants any reason to talk about his beard. It's a sweet beard. I've never let it go this long. Um, basically, because I live alone now, and so uh, when I would live, you know, in a rectory where there are other priests, it's like the daily, like your beard looks terrible. You should shave. Your beard looks terrible. You should shave. When I was in seminary, um, the faculty hated beards. Really? So bad. And so they would um, they would always like, hey, you should shave. Hey, you know you should shave. In fact, there was one, uh, there was a very saintly priest, Monsignor Bill Lyons, of happy memory, who was dying. Oh, no. And he, um, very, he, he had lived a very holy life and had a very holy death. Uh, surrounded by little sisters of the poor. And he was actually hearing guys' confessions and doing what? spiritual direction. From the bed where he would die just wow. you know, a day or two later. And so one of the or guys lost. was there and was there, you know, um, meeting with him and talking to him. And 
Um, they had, you know, said a very emotional goodbye and everything and knew, knew that Muncie was probably going to die in the next uh-huh. day or two. Um, and so he's walking out and the, um, the other priest who was there, one of the formators, said, oh, wait, did you hear what he just said? <laughs> and my friend is like, what? Like, what? What did he say? And he said, the priest said, he said he should shave that beard. <laughs> and Monsignor himself had had a nice, a really sweet goatee. And so uh, he, at that point, wasn't able to speak anymore, but his eyes just got really wide. He started shaking his head. And it was very funny. It was a nice little joke. That's in awesome. true Monsignor Bill Lyons fashion, it, um, it was, he added a lot of good humor and, um, and a lot of lightheartedness That's to great. the house. See, beards bring out the best in people. They bring out the they best. They do. They bring out the best in people. All three guys here have beards. Have beards. Have beards. That's May right. not by the time the podcast goes up. I don't know how no, how early you guys cool. post these yeah, things. We're pretty loose with yeah. when we put things up. I don't know. Though. I'm pretty flighty. Like I may just take the clipper to it. You're the only one that goes clean shaven. I've never. I haven't been clean shaven in like five years. Really? So, yeah. My dad has had a like walrusy mustache yeah. since like the 70s. No way. I've never seen his upper lip. So the thing is, I have a um, a safety razor. Um, like I, I double. shave with some, yeah, double-sided yeah. safety oh, wow. razor, you know, so I shave with something respectable. And so while I don't like shaving and I like having a beard, yep. there's something like nice about like, no, but I have a safety razor. Mm. Like I use, yeah. I use a respectable tool. And so I use that, right that now on my neckline. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I do shave my whole face, it's kind of respectable. Right, so either I'm shaving with something respectable, or I'm growing a sweet beard. Either way, you're either respectable. Way I win. <laughs> Basically, Father, either way I win. Father Casey <laughs> always wins. <laughs> no matter what. No All matter right. what. So why don't we um, get into this? Jump in. Jump, Jump in, just in. like we maybe sometimes do, depending on when this comes out. Yeah. Pass the wine. Pass the wine. Oh, the sorry. Priest. I forgot I'm allowed to speak. You can speak. Things. You don't have to say I that. I would love some of this nice Chianti. What are we drinking, Father? We are drinking. Oh, I'm not drinking. Exodus. Chianti Classico um, Reserva Anata 2012. For those who don't speak Italian, that's Chianti Classic, which is reserve. Uh, yeared. Would be how you'd say that. Yeared 2012. Of the year. Of the year, but it's like a verb. It's a yeah. it's a participle. Yeared. Anata. Hmm. Are you gonna have some more of that? Um. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Pour yourself. Delicious. Away. Delicious. Deli- Chianti. We love I'm you. I'm sorry. Last thing before we okay. jump in. Jump Whatever in, you want. Right out. Whatever you right want. When yeah, I lived yeah. in Rome, um, you would always get house wine, so I never knew what kind of wine I right. liked. It's a big problem when I moved back to the states because I like red wine. Mm-hmm. But I never knew what kind of wine I like. Mm-hmm. Father Casey studied at the North American College I did. in Rome. For, for five, those of you who are wondering. And it, um, so when I lived there, I was there for five years. And you just get, you know, house wine. Mm-hmm. And it's delicious, right? You you went on your honeymoon tour. Yeah, they, we didn't find out at the very end of our time in, in Italy, especially Rome, that they were like, yeah, just buy the house wine. Yeah, I didn't like, t- like I didn't a red that? table wine. No, right? you didn't tell us anything. I, you let us out to dry, Father. I told you some stuff. You, you did, did their you marriage did. prep, and you didn't tell them what wine to I get? I didn't do their marriage prep. No, you did. You, oh, you, you just gave us pointers. Oh, okay. Did I do? Really? A little bit, yeah. Like, we were like, when do we do this? When do we need to do yeah. this? You, did you, I do any? Did I really? Yeah. I mean, we we couldn't make the retreats that y'all had going on, so. Um, well, whatever. That's all right. Next so, time. Next time. Um, <laughs> next time you get married. Next time you get married. <laughs> uh, Mary, I love you. <laughs> Mary, I love you too. I think yeah. you're great. You're the best. Uh, so, you listen, does your wife listen to the podcast? Uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if she does. My wife is the church, and the church is always listening. She there is you go. Yeah, she's great. Both of our wives are great. 
Uh, so why don't we transition, Father Casey, unless you want to talk anything else. No, I mean, something sure? will come up, I'm sure, right. but whatever. <laughs> yeah, you, you just let us know. So we're going to talk today because we have a priest with us that we don't always have uh, this opportunity, but to speak into the laity's role in the parish. I mean, on the outside, it looks pretty clear cut. Like you go to church, you pray, you put give money, money in the basket. you put money in the basket and you just show up for a couple of turkey dinners one and the, the priest lives at the in the church and uh, spends all of his time. Right. There. Never see the priest outside of the church, yep. right? Anyway. Yep. That's it. So um, there's a lot of misconceptions, right, about the stereotypes of priests, parishes, the laity. A lot of people, and I think growing up for me, um, it was the laity just shows up, the priest gives out Jesus, gives the homily, and then we go back to our everyday business. So I really think it's important to speak into that. I think there's a growing notion of the laity, right? Pope John Paul II, St. Pope John Paul II, talked a lot about the laity's role in the new evangelization. Um, Every pope since then has been speaking into the need for the the laity to evangelize. um, To win souls. To win souls, right? All that. Um, So really speak into, okay, what do we do as lay members? So um, from my experience, it's, been a lot of evangelizing college students because of focus. And now that I'm out of focus, it's been very difficult as a young adult because we are very transient. Uh, Zach, I think you might ex- share the same experiences of not necessarily having one parish to be home in. You know? Yeah. Um, well, I have had a little bit of mission experience um, just in general, whether back in college or maybe a little bit after out of college. But... Yeah, sometimes it's hard to focus in on uh, one, not, not maybe even one thing, but just like a group of things that the laity should be doing for the church. I mean, just in today's society. Okay. Yeah. And Father, for, for you, I guess, kind of to your opinion on this, um, really we're going to break down a couple different questions, focus on how does the laity do this? Yeah. And so the first question maybe would be for you, as a priest, as a pastor, um, what are some ways the parish, the people of the parish, can invest in the priest? You know, because it's a lot of times is priest sits up in its, in their rectory mansion, yep. and then which by the way, I got a sweet mansion here. Don't he, I? he has <laughs> this is this is right. sweet mansion. There's even a moat. There's a, there's a moat around it. You know, indoor swimming pool and hugs. Yeah. <laughs> the heat doesn't even work. Yeah, it's, and it's, there's wine stains. Everywhere. And there's wine stains. You know, there may have been some spilled wine. Yeah. When you're podcasting, you don't want to put the wine next to the fancy equipment, so you put it on the ground. <laughs> but then your feet go on the ground as well, and it's possible there's been a kicked over glass of wine on Just my carpet. Possible. Just hearsay. Yeah. You know. So yeah, how does how does the laity invest? appropriately in a priest right so um that's a great question the laity primarily um recognizing that the prayers of the people really support their priests but we got to be even careful how we say that just thinking out loud it is the priesthood is at the service of the holiness of the people of god right and so that's a big thing the the priesthood is a sacrament at the service of holiness, right? So my vocation is not to have somehow all of you serving me. My vocation is to be sure you guys are sure. holy, right? This is my my role. I haven't been promoted in being a priest. Like my life now is at the service of your holiness yep. in a real spiritual fatherhood, the way a father 
should provide for the physical, natural needs of his children and be sure that they're taken care of. And the father doesn't have children just to exalt himself and have minions to do the chores around the house. That's what I'm um, having kids for. That's yeah, just just yeah. Um, helpers. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, Lawnmowers. Lawnmower. You know, <laughs> make make some more farm hands. Right. We need more. We need another farm hand. So let's have another baby. That's right. Right. But um, but no, it is um, that the father, you know, cares for the needs of his children, and a priest as a spiritual father is at the service of the holiness of the people of God. And so by recognizing the role of the priest in that way, a certain openness to letting the priest care for my spiritual life, right? One of the hardest things for me to do as a priest is to try to offer some advice to someone who doesn't want to hear it, right? <laughs> I, what do you, you have, I don't want to take your advice. You know, I have said, I'm kind of very practical in some of the things I say in my homilies and announcements at mass and everything like that. Mm. And it's like, I feel a lot of times like I'm giving advice to someone who doesn't want it, right? And, and that I think is a lot of a lot of the time that you know our priests may want to try to shepherd us, but we as sheep and look anyone who tries to shepherd me, I'm I'm a dumb sheep, right? I just it's not gonna work out that well. We're gonna but, save that. Uh, <laughs> let's let's save that as a little sound. Save that sound. It's a drop. I am a dumb sheep. Um, but we uh, you got it twice there in case you didn't get the first one. We um, but no seriously we um. We need to have an openness to being shepherded, right? And and for the, the people of God to have that openness to being shepherded is the best way you could affirm a priest's vocation, yeah. right? Imagine a, a physical son or daughter being like, yeah, I just don't want my father or mother to take care of me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, want, I don't want your help. I don't need your help. Like, I'm a five-year-old and I have the whole world figured out and I don't need you. How hard is it for that parent mm-hmm. to really care for their child if their child is not willing to receive that yeah. help? That's a great point. And so for the people of God to really be open to receiving um, the support of the priest who's given his life for their holiness, uh, that is that's probably the most important step they could take. Yeah. I get that kind of like relates to, you know, in the in the gospels when it talks about um, their hardness of hearts. Yeah. Or when when Jesus would Actually, it was in the Old Testament when the reason why some of the laws uncircumcised of mind and heart uh, is actually something yeah. I wanted to have that engraved on. I won't tell you which parish I served in, <laughs> but one of the parishes I served in, I wanted to have like this people's uncircumcised of mind and heart alike, and I'm just like, oh man, that's yeah, my experience here. But it's true. Yeah, just the leading people that have uh, hearts of flesh and not hearts of stone. Uh, that I feel like that's a very common kind of theme, and as the as the laity, we need to just open up. Right. Yeah, it's hard though because it requires a certain vulnerability. It requires like, for me, I don't like going to the doctor because it requires a physical vulnerability of like yeah. there may actually like I what you mean this is not the perfect physique. <laughs> I was recently. I told you guys I, I switched over to the fattest Bitmoji possible, and nobody said, and it, no man. one commented on it, and, and so I'm very self conscious about that now that they think that apparently the fat Bitmoji um, adequately represents me, right? But to go to the doctor and tell him say like, yeah, Padre, you need to drop a couple pounds or you know a couple tens of pounds. Um, maybe, would, maybe switch to the really jacked one. And then yeah. See if anybody see if says, anyone says that. Yeah. Zach. Yeah. I am. Look. Hey, I'm, what, I'm trying to get to it. So I'm, it's, 
the, 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 the problem bim, is the emoji is what I want to get to. In, in priest clothes, you can tell when I'm fat priest. You really can't tell when I'm jacked priest, right? Like all the stuff I wear all the time. Like you can't, you can't tell if I'm jacked. Yeah. Those biceps, though, you know. Under a sweater and a shirt, and sometimes a cassock and a jacket, investments. There's something beautiful about the vestments that you really can't tell. Every priest looks the same. That's true. Yeah. Um, some cinctures go out wider than others, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, um, <laughs> cinctures aside, uh, going as the laity, being open and I guess vulnerable, right, to receiving um, the shepherding of the, their pastors. The shep- yeah. Right. Versus going up. To mass and being like, oh, that priest didn't say something I like. So, um, or being a consumer, right? This is a big thing in the okay. church, really pointing out the reality of consumer Catholicism. Yeah, they're like, you're selling a product, and I'm a demanding consumer. You know, you better please me, right? Instead of like me being vulnerable and saying like, no, I, I, I need the help in my life. Like, right. Father, if you recommend that I say I stop in and I pray in the church for five minutes every single day, right? Like, yeah, I'm willing right. to give that a try because I recognize my life is in order, mm-hmm. right? And so, and to take that too, like with music ministry, right? Like what you're doing here, you yeah. know, I think that's a huge example of so many people show up and they're like, oh, I hate the music, but it's close to home, so I'm just gonna go, you know, or they church hop because they want to find something that fits their consumer yeah. idea or identity. Um, I think that's huge of uh, being open to seeing something that's not what you think it should be. Right. Or we, what you know, you we want. We really said, like, what's the best we can do and what's most faithful to right. the teachings of the church. Especially if it's orthodox and there's it's, nothing, like, right. scandalous about it. Right. Absolutely. You know, you, heresy has always been spread through hymns. Right. Arianism <laughs> was the, the barber would be clipping your beard and singing an Arian hymn in the 300s. Right? Like, heresy is spread through hymns. You sing some catchy tunes. Yeah. Um, I have some catchy tunes stuck in my head. And then it's like, yeah, but that's not true. Right. Right? But it catches. Right. And so we want to project truth and present truth in what we sing. Right. And even if you don't understand it, because it may be in a different language that's a bit older than English, um, it's still okay. Don't write it off. Don't write it off. It's beautiful. And it, it can lead us into a, you know... Catholics have been singing some of these tones and tunes for over a thousand years. And in, in an era where the church is going through an understandably rough time, uh, maybe we could talk about that at a later date. Uh, we maybe. we to to put ourselves onto the the shoulders of like look for a thousand years the church has been doing. I at least know that you know singing something like that like. I, I want to be part of that tradition. Right. And, and that's the best we can hope for in right. certain circumstances. I like that. So just being allowed to be shepherded. Be, yeah, allowing yourself to be shepherded, being a, a little bit vulnerable. Yep. You know, having a role and a responsibility, sure. Being professionally competent. There's a lot of people I ask for advice in the parish who are who have competence in different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to spiritual things like... Yeah, and and trust, you know, I I try to be a pastor with a good conscience because before saying like, hey, I think you should all stop in and pray five minutes in the church a day, which is something I've said repeatedly. Um, I can't get a parking spot at Costco, right? There's no lack of parking here at the church, right? Costco is wholesale, you know, food and other stuff. We have the Lord Jesus Christ, king of the entire universe, right? A little backwards there. Mm-hmm. Imagine what it would be like if you couldn't get a parking spot just middle of the day in your church because people are just going in and saying hi to our Lord. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, imagine what that could look like. Right. 
And so I've, I've preached about that and I've said that here, you know, that we should just come in and say hi to our Lord. Just a little five minute hello. Um, and it hasn't really happened all that much. But um, but you're trying. But you let yeah. you but to let yourself be shepherded, because I don't like you know my spiritual director tells me like try do this try do that. I'm like what do you know? I'm a busy pastor. Like what do you know about what I need? I know what I need, right? right. And so it's hard to let yourself be shepherded. Yeah, but like that, I just actually got an image of um, specifically your church parking lot packed at like. Three in the afternoon. Two, yeah, two in the afternoon, three in the afternoon. Driving home from work, yeah. you can't find a parking spot. But so you can park yeah. up the street and walk to yeah, get to the church. Yeah, and just like people driving by, like whether the street behind or in front of the church, and seeing that the parking lot is completely packed, like what's like what's going on there? Is it like, election like, day? Like, like yeah, what's like, today? Are they usually, is what, it what's election today? day? What's today? Right. Like, the, like, the day I get the most amount of people in my church is election day yeah. when people come to vote. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, so just the, the witness of... Having more people in the church parking lot, and then just, you would just bump the, into that, each other that, in the parking yeah. lot. You'd be talking to each other coming yeah. in and out of the church, yeah. you know. And you go in, and, and the Lord Jesus is there. Just go talk to him. Yeah, five minutes a day, right? Like I, you know, I call my parents and talk to them regularly. I, I call and talk to my sister. I call and talk to my friends. Like you know, I have one friend who is terrible, who I won't name. But he's a priest in another diocese that will will often not pick up his phone or say like he'll pick up and be like, dude, I'm really busy right now because priests refer to each other as dude or by some other form of colloquial first name. <laughs> right, which I'm is all really into weird. that. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, there's something about fraternity there. Yeah. So, um, but like, dude, I can't talk right now. Uh, call back at like eight o'clock, and then at eight o'clock, like he'll decide to go make a holy hour, and so then it's like not, and so uh, you know I'll call, and he just like won't pick up, and, and I'm just like, you know what? Do I try this hard to get a hold of the Lord Jesus? Like, yeah, maybe I got a question about liturgy or I have a question about the situation here in the parish. Or maybe I just, like, you know, had a had a rough conversation and I want to run it by someone to see yeah. who's in the wrong. And I'm like, okay. do I try that hard to talk to the Lord about it? As hard as I'm, like, trying to call a friend and talk to them? or yep. um, And so it is very... Having that time of conversation with our Lord is very important. And that's the next thing I think the, the laity can do and the entire people of God is regularly be bringing things to our Lord. And talk, you know, enough voices right. saying like, Lord, help us. Right. Lord, do something about this or that. Or, you know, yeah, the laity need to pray. Like, but we all need to pray. The entire people of God, we all need to pray. We all need to be close to our Lord. Um, growing in holiness in, in each in our own state in life. Is something that we all have to do. I love it. Um, Father, what about those lay members who maybe take that advice and, and hear that call to go pray, to become more um, invested in the parish, right? What about those who are seeking to do something in their parish? They don't necessarily know where to start. What are some, I guess, high-priority areas that maybe these people can go to right so the the first high priority thing you could go to is to do what's proper to the lay state which is go out and evangelize the whole world right if you want to if you really want to do something good bring some friends to church with you next week right like that that's the best thing you can do um people who come and it's like father like i really want to get involved in the church how about i read at mass like yeah that could be awesome like mm -hmm. thank you i i you know, here in our parish, like, we need some extra help in certain departments. But, like, what, what would be really good is if we brought some friends to Mass. Yeah. Right? Like, that, that'd that be all. If you go out and the people that you encounter in the course of a week, 
who I will have I have no access to, who I never see. Maybe you should tell them a little bit about our Lord Jesus. What's proper to the lay state and the way that the laity can best help. You see, there was a lot of confusion in the universal call to holiness promulgated and really um, taught beautifully by the Second Vatican Council. It's like, okay, well, how do we be holy? Well, let's just try to be like the priests, right? So how do I be holy? I got to be a Eucharistic minister. I got to be a permanent deacon. I got to be a lector. I got to be, like, be doing all these things in church. Mm -hmm. Well, no. How do you be holy? Well, spend some time talking to our Lord in prayer. You know, do the best you can evangelizing those around you, starting with family, friends, co-workers, you know. Uh, go out and spread the gospel that way. At the end of Mass, ite misa es. Go, for, go and proclaim the gospel of the Lord. Right. Go forth. The Mass is ending. Like, it's a commissioning. Go. Go do it. Yeah. And so I think the way that the lady can best who want to get involved, yeah, I could go through like, oh, well, we help with coffee and maybe help volunteer doing some cleaning around the right. church. You know, no, go get your friends to come to Mass. And, and I love and this too, them. Father. Like, go introduce yourself to someone you don't know after Mass. Like, yeah. just go walk up to someone and say hello. Especially if it's your parish. Right. Like, if you feel comfortable enough in your parish, then you should be able to be comfortable enough to go up to someone that may be new or that you've never talked to before. Oh, yeah. People who come into church who are new and have no one say hi to them. Now, I, I'm terrible at this. Like mm -hmm. I said, meeting particularly Brad. <laughs> It's like, I, may, I think you're new, but I'm not sure. Right. And I don't want to be like, oh, are you visiting? No, Father, I live next door. Right. Like, oh, been coming here for right, 30 years. Right. Yeah, right. But, but at the same time, right, like, I don't know you. Like, I, right. you know, I'm so-and-so. What is your name? You know, I think we've lost that art. And there are some parishes that throw that in your face a little bit. Where yeah, they're not into the face throw. Exactly. But then there's also just, like, someone next to you that you're sitting by say hello or you yep. know have a good day how's your week been you know this i'm so and so so i love that idea of you know as much as you want to go up and read or be a lector or be a eucharistic minister which are all necessary and good um if you don't know where to start start by just saying hello to the person next to you well you know there's something about uh so we, there's a scene in the gospel um we just read daily mass a couple weeks ago Lou, mark's account of it of the garrison demoniac where Jesus goes. So you say, I've always, I've always said Gerasene. Is it Gerasene? I mean, I say Gerasene. I'm good with it. I, I mean, I am the one who has a license in theology. <laughs> no, but I do. Um, no, maybe Gerasene. It'd be Gerasene would be if you're pronouncing it with Latin characters. But I think that the hard G mm. is because uh, like we do. Uh, well, no, you do Genesis. Ah. Stop making me think about <laughs> these things, Brad. I say right. Garrison Demoniac. Sure, we'll right? go with it. Garrison Demoniac. The Garrison Demoniac. Um, and we, because um, you say like of Gennesaret. Okay, yeah. anyway. I've always, said, I've always said Gennesaret. Narragansett. Are we allowed to swear on the Good Catholic Podcast? Um, no. No, because we are good Catholics. We are good. We are not right. flanking good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, Jesus heals the That'd demoniac from one of these... Uh, what have you pronounce it? Yes. And afterwards, you know, the town comes out and they're kind of freaked out and they ask him to leave. And the guy wants to go with Jesus. And no, no, duh. Mm -hmm. um, that he, they want to go, they want to go with him because he, um, you know, the guy wants to go with him because the town's asking him to leave and Jesus does something incredible. Right. Right. And Jesus says, no, you go, go home. And tell others what the Lord and his mercy has done for you. Right? And that's the lay vocation. Right. That, like, that's it. 
go home and tell others what the Lord. It's the same thing with the done. paralytic, right? right? Same thing with the paralytic. Same thing. Go right. Whereas, yeah, no, that's. Are you making hands at me because I'm speaking too loud? No, no, you're good. Um, <laughs> that's either a be quiet or I have a thought. Yeah, no, just like a quick thought before before you move on. Like, how come he he uh, he told some people that he healed to go and tell people, and then he also told some people to not say anything. Yeah, that is um, a very good question. Kind Part of, of, kind of it off is topic, but yeah, no, no, like, you know, we'll go with it. Yeah. So. The thing is, go and tell others what the Lord in his mercy has has done for you, but Jesus doesn't want to become a spectacle, right? And so there's a certain aspect of, in certain healings, where it would just become like a big spectacle, right? Okay. It's, it's a big that show. Okay. And he doesn't want that. But there are other times where, like, you need to go and evangelize, and particularly with a demoniac, like, mm-hmm. take that. This guy's been doing, like, bad stuff, right? And so this is not like, Living I was blind and now people. I can see... And like, no, don't tell anyone. Like, this is, you know, because no one sinned for you to be blind. Whereas this demoniac, like, you know, you don't just get possessed willy-nilly. And then he was a, you know, a guy who in the city, in the town, was feared and was breaking things and was scaring people and probably hurting people. Mm-hmm. He was breaking chains. Like, that's a crazy thing. And so he's like, no, go tell people what God in his mercy has done for you. Right, and so there's something about about that of showing the power right. of God there, whereas other times it would be a spectacle. Right, right. I love right. that, and it ties into like kind of what we're talking about right now. Of we all have witnesses to a certain extent. A lot of times we need to go back to prayer to Jesus first, right, to be able to reflect on and understand and be able to articulate how He has worked in our life. Right. A lot of people just don't. They just show up at mass and they don't know why they're there. Right. Like, what's your why? Um, and then if you do know that, or if you do allow Jesus to kind of speak into that, then you're able to go and, you know, like just like the demoniac, we can go share. How... Go, go share what God has right. done in your life. Right. And I the best, it. you know, we're doing a college ministry right now. The best people to evangelize college students are other college students. Right. Yes. And so we yes. really definitely, um, the, the lady have this beautiful role that whether right. you are a doctor, a truck driver, um, just you know you're you're a mom or a dad you are just brother or sister to someone mm-hmm. like you you just yeah you are the best person in that walk of life right to spread the gospel so do it just do it just do it um i love it what's so this last question here for you father we are way over time. That's all right. What's yeah, it? No, we're good. We're so good. I listen to some other Catholic podcasts that go way too long, and they regularly make fun of it themselves. And so I just I feel a little bit of pride right now. Please, that please don't mention other podcasts. Yeah, I won't. That's why podcast. I said that's others. why I anonymous. Others. <laughs> yeah. The other, others. Like like in, like in Lost. Can I mention yeah. Lost? Yeah. It's like in Lost. Like the others. Like the if you're part of the others, then praise God you're listening because you have found a good Catholic podcast. You have stumbled upon. Well, yeah, what is our time? What do we got? Oh, we're at like 40 minutes. 40 oh, minutes. it's great. 30, 39. 39, we're good. We got Not one good more. Not good enough. We got one more question in us, right? Well, Casey likes talking, so we'll ask him another question. Yeah, right. yeah we'll just keep him on. But if you guys weren't here, I'd be talking to myself, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting at the dining room table talking to himself. Spilling wine. Spilling yeah. <laughs> kicking it over. I regularly set up wine glasses and kick them over, just for the fun of it. It's like a sport. Uh, last question. Father, so what about lay people, right? who, you know, are walking along their own personal 
paths to holiness. Um, and maybe they have some, like maybe the priest is doing something or the pastor is doing something, whether it, maybe it is the music, you know, maybe it is like the homilies, maybe it is just something that they want clarity on. Um, and maybe they want adoration every Friday and the priest just has no time to expose Jesus or to do that or is unwilling to do that. Whatever the question may be, um, true or not, what is the best way for a, a lay member or is, is it even possible or should lay people even think about going to their pastor and saying, Father, can we do this? Or I think we should do this. Um, like what's a good line for that for people who have issues they want to bring up? Sure. The best way to do it. So it's totally okay to, to bring ideas to your pastor. And I think that's a good thing. I don't know if people want something else they tell me, mm -hmm. right? But you got to do it with a certain, again, docility uh, and a, a realization that hopefully your pastor is trying to do what he believes is best for the parish. And there's a lot that goes into running a parish that many people just don't know about. And so to, to really, when you bring stuff up, bring it up in a way that is respectful, that is not pushy. So, for example, we have a first Saturday mass for the sanctification of the priests of our diocese that someone came and asked me, like, you know, Father, I think we should do this. I think we need to pray for our priests. I think first Saturday mass would be a beautiful way to do it. Would you consider doing it? Right? And in a way that was totally not like, you have to do this. And if you, like, maybe I can't. Right? right. And and there's something about, like, I was at the Sikh conference on the first Saturday in January. So we couldn't have the mass that week. And if, if I feel like the bad guy for the fact that I can only provide so much, you know, so, so the way that you can present, can we do these things, recognizing that our pastors are um, oftentimes doing the job that used to be done by three or four priests, they're doing alone. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're going to do the best they can in good conscience. You always presume good conscience. The right. best thing you can do is... You presume that your your pastor is acting with a good conscience. Right. There are there are some if you have dedicated, you know, forty years to working six fourteen hour days a week, like yeah, you just may be out of gas at a certain point, and you just may be able to say like I just can't do it. Like I I just can't do it. It's not laziness. Right. It's not. It's just I can't do it. Many of our priests now, many of our hospitals locally don't have chaplains anymore. Right. And so your priests are taking one to two nights on call every week, which means you could be called out multiple nights a week at three o'clock in the morning. And unlike sometimes when you're on call for another job and you don't work the next day, your priest is still getting up and saying a seven o'clock in the morning mass and still has a 10 o'clock funeral and still has a full afternoon of activities. Right. And so when he just says, I just don't think I could add another thing to the plate right now. It's because there are a lot of different factors going into what he is responsible for. I know we were just talking before starting this evening about I'd love to calculate the sheer number of funerals that will need to be celebrated in our diocese over the night. It's kind of morbid. Mm -hmm. But if you consider how many funerals will need to be celebrated, how many priests there will be to celebrate them, the numbers aren't going to add up. And so we really need to be... Um, supportive that many of our priests are working incredible hours and they're doing a lot and i mean i know i, I feel guilty if i get called out to the hospital two o'clock in the morning 
Like, I feel guilty for canceling the meetings the next morning if I decide to do that. If I try to do them, right. then it's going to be very poorly done. You know, you just, right. and if that happens multiple nights a week, it just, there's no catch up. There's no one who you, you can't take a day off in that type of a way. Yeah. Um, we started adoration here. We have adoration every weeknight, and it's beautiful. Like, it's, it's really awesome. But it's, I need to be here at a particular time. And if there's a wake that comes up, or if there's something that I need to be at, it can be very difficult mm-hmm. to make it work. And right now, we're, we're still trying the best we can because I have one re- only one relatively small parish. Right. But if there are multiple buildings and m- a lot more responsibilities, it would be it'd be much more difficult to do. Yeah. Well said. Well, Father, thank you for uh, sharing those. I think to recap real quick, and we'll give you the last word there, Padre. Um, I may take it if you don't give it, oh, so whatever. Yeah, we know. So that's why we're giving it. <laughs> So for one, the first question of like, how can the laity invest in their pastor? Well, for one, just be open to taking advice. I think, you know, to allow the priest as you would your parents, as your father, like your human father, to allow them to shepherd you, um, to be open to that. Um, and definitely to, I, I, I think, to build a relationship as well, to at least introduce yourself into um be interested in knowing who that man is, it will goes a long way to receiving that fatherly advice from them. Because just like a real father, you know, a human father, you know, hopefully your father, um, and you're more receptive to hearing their advice and their shepherding. For the second question of lady supporting the parish, right? How do you go and invest in a parish? Well, introduce yourself to someone after mass. Um, live our lay kind of calling, our commission, to go out and evangelize, you know, invite friends, um, very simply. And before doing the quote unquote normal things that you would see at a parish as being a lector or being a Eucharistic minister, um, think about just investing in somebody else or inviting somebody else. And the last question of, okay, what if you have something to bring up to your pastor that you either think should be done differently or you want to ask to be done differently? Bring it up, you know, they don't know what you don't tell them. But assume that they are having a good conscience about it, that they want to do what is right, and to know that they are stretched thin. So I think those are kind of some really good uh, summary points for yeah. us to go forward. Zach, you have anything? I, no, I just agree with all of that. <laughs> Thank you. I paid yeah. him to say that Thanks as well. Thanks for letting me shepherd you, Zach. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Father, uh, last word. What do you want? What do you want? I got, I got no. I used it all. Yeah, not, you guys I'm, have said it all, honestly. I'm like, totally out of ammo. I, I just left it all on the table. He's out of wine. Kind of, kind of like I left the wine on the That's carpet. That's right. Yeah. He I is left. done. We, yeah. This has been a lot of fun. It is. I like podcasting. Don't you? You know? Yeah. Write in if you want more Father Casey on the Good Catholic Podcast. Is there a way people can write in? There is. So that's a great segue, Father. Well, um, I'm so good at segueing. He is. We'll just keep him on here, you know, for future segues. <laughs> we'll just play the I'm a dumb sheep anytime yeah. we need a segue <laughs> from this point forward. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you can email us at a good Catholic podcast at gmail.com. Um, a good Catholic podcast, just, all spelled out. Just like it sounds. At, at gmail. gmail.com. That's right. There are, there's some other Catholic podcasts. But we're good. Or... We are a good Catholic podcast. <laughs> and they are not. They are not. They yeah, might be. But, not. Yeah. Medio- they're a mediocre Catholic but, podcast. Yeah, you know, we'll go with that. Um, we Careful. Don't... <laughs> if you keep me on too much, you may become a mediocre Catholic podcast. That's why we're kicking you off right now. Yep. Um, I, I think that's all the ways we have to contact us at this moment. Yeah. 
Yeah, we don't have a Twitter. We don't have a <laughs> Instagram. In time. We will. We're growing. We're building. We're getting better. Got some really interesting pictures to post on Instagram from tonight. That's right. Yeah, maybe in the future. If it's father's spilt wine, that's what we took a photo of. <laughs> all right. Well, podcast universe, that is all we have for you tonight. We thank you for listening. And we bid you adieu. Oh, very nice. Bringing that back. Yeah, bringing that back. Father, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Podcast world. Pleasure, guys. Thanks, Have a good rest of the night. We love you. God bless. Adieu to you and you and you. Bye.